Hey everybody and welcome to episode 338 of Video Game Apocalypse. I, as usual, am your host, Michael Raparas. Who else is joining me here in the mystical, magical, spooktoberfest studio of the airwaves? That was really uh, indecisive. Somebody else go, who's talking? <laughs> Rotted stomach, Chris Antista. And bloodbath, you Allen. Oh, and special guest... Probably expecting to hear a clip of Red Dead Redemption 2 in a second, Mike Seth. <laughs> no, I decided to let you off the hook this week. Oh, really? I'm just setting <laughs> myself you're, up for you're, disappointment. You're one of the club now. You don't, you don't deserve the hazing anymore. <laughs> God damn it, Micah. There you go. There you go. That was pretty good. <laughs> but thank you for joining us. Uh, it's going to be a fun week, a little bit light on releases, but heavy on horror, because this week we're going to be talking about games where when you die, it's not the end. You turn into a zombie. It's Ooh. usually not a zombie you control, so it's not that fun of a zombie, but sometimes yeah. your, your zombie you becomes a roving container that you have to hunt down and kill in order to get your gear back. That's always fun. Zombie you. Zombie you. Clever Wait a plug. Minute. <laughs> <laughs> it's foreshadowing. Uh, I, I did, I did want to ask uh, our panel and maybe some folks out there. I'm, I'm not one of those people who's going to say, I'm so over zombies, because I'm not, and they're a good game device. But I do want to know the most recent great zombie movie you may have seen. Hmm. That's a good question. Zombie movie. I don't know about movie. The most recent zombie thing I've interacted with was probably Resident Evil 2 Remake earlier this year. Mm -hmm. Okay, I guess that counts. Yeah, sort of counts. But I'm not, I'm not going to watch an 80-hour movie. Uh, <laughs> that game's like 20 I, I did watch a, a, like Attack of the Lederhosen Zombies. That was not good. Mm. <laughs> but I, I watched that the other day. But uh, the, the Train to Basan, that was the only one I could think of because there's... There's Zombieland 2 coming out, and oh, uh, yeah. that Jim yeah. Jarmusch zombie movie that nobody I knew liked. Um, so I just want to see. I want to see if I'm missing a good zombie movie out there. Let me know. Not a recent one. Have you seen Lucio Fulci's zombie? Uh, no. Isn't that like traumatizing? Oh, it's extremely traumatizing. That's why it's so great. Okay. You get to see so a, jotting an, it down. An eyeball pulled toward a shard of glass in slow motion, which is kind of Fulci's thing. Slow mm. motion eye trauma. Uh, you get used uh -huh, to it. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh um, I changed my answer. Uh, the most recent zombie thing I've interacted with is Monster High on Netflix because I have kids who watch Monster High on Netflix. Is that still happening? My my neighbor told me she was just um, she was upset because the line was canceled. I have no idea, dude. It's it's a kid's show on Netflix. <laughs> Do not recommend. I love it. I got new neighbors and they're gothy horror fans and we're getting along great. Oh, awesome. Wonderful. Hmm. We're sharing Halloween decorations. It's awesome. Hmm. Can't you get diseases that way? I don't think so. Not <laughs> if you're sanitizing. It'll be really fun. What do you Halloween's do to your Halloween decorations? That's how you get it's vampirism, man. That's <laughs> <laughs> how it's spread. Lycanthropy, all these things. Mm -hmm. Turn like, into a mummy. So, like, you think I have all these skeletons around to be scary? Mm. No, no, no. Companionship. Ah. So, like, if, if lazy people leave their Christmas decorations up until, like, March... Do gothy people leave their Halloween decorations up through Christmas? Is that how that All works? Year, All year, man. All year. All yeah. year. You never have to take down what you never have to put right. up. Death is omnipresent, man. <laughs> I'd be fine with that. But my Christmas yep. decorations are going up uh, 1201 November 1st. Oh, man. What we, I mean, you could have your Nightmare Before Christmas decorations kind of as a little... That's in between, true. like a little little weekend. I, I would have to like that movie. And that's oh. why I have... Oh. I wish I had a good bridge. 
between the two holidays. I don't know what I'm missing out on. I love stop motion. Love Disney shit. Just too many goddamn songs in that thing. Really? Songs yes. are my favorite part. Those are good mm-hmm. songs, though. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I haven't watched it recently. Before I knew who like like what kind of songs they were sending up. But as a kid, it just bored the shit out of me. And it, it's also a movie that, that just does nothing. Like, <laughs> I, I don't want to be a king of Halloween. I want to be king of Christmas. I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm wrong. yes, he has character development and learns something along the way, but sure. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's like a two-sentence lesson, and it takes two and a half hours to get through. <laughs> but it's songs. two and a half beautifully animated What hours. is everything? <laughs> that was Don Pardo. What's this? What's this? Musical guest. There's powder There's in the air. What's this? <laughs> it's Saturday Night Live. Musical guest everywhere. <laughs> this is Halloween. Uh, you know, I, f- I find zombies to be kind of oddly tragic. And I, th- <laughs> I think you just totally hard transition. Yep, 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 yep. Gotta gotta keep it back I'm on the rails. Uh, but no, I, I find them oddly tragic because you know you just sort of think of them as this anonymous mass. But every person who's a zombie, they have a story. They have a story, and it's very similar to the one that you're seeing now. Like th- this is somebody who tried to survive and failed, and joined the masses instead. I, I, I think before, like I, I tend to kind of think of just zombies as like, oh, these are all people who died like immediately in the first wave of the apocalypse, or whatnot, and now they're just shambling around. And it's up to the real people to stay uh, ahead of the NPCs. And uh, no, I'm, I don't know where I'm going with this, but it is, it is a question. Um... Very little zombie fiction addresses, which is what if they they find a cure? Mm-hmm. What about all the stuff we've been doing to these zombies in the meantime that gets undone, and then we just become mass murderers of human mm. beings at that point? I, I don't know. I, I, I honestly, I know what you're talking about it because I've always wanted to see somebody sort of address that, mm-hmm. like what what happens when like oh I I guess I could have kept my wife in that room a little longer. It's not like she was going anywhere. Hmm. Didn't have to put a bullet in her head, mm-hmm. but uh. Yeah, I don't know. Like, if, if you come at me just because, like, your sports team just <laughs> try and flip my car over when you've won a Super Bowl, I might shoot you and not feel bad about it when your rage subsides. Well, you're in Florida. There's stand-your-ground laws, man. You're fine. <laughs> right. It's practically required. Yeah. Someone could try to borrow your Halloween decorations and lose a hand, and it'd, it'd be fine. Mm-hmm. Listen, I, I think yeah, I get- the CDC recently, like, a, a few years ago, replied to tweet somebody talking about zombies, and it's like, no, if, if there was a zombie outbreak, the CDC has procedures to quarantine it just like any other disease and treat the survivors mm-hmm. and uh, yeah but that was a joke yeah i know it was a joke but you know it's probably semi true and that they no, they don't have a plan specifically in place for zombie outbreaks but it would be like any other disease there's not just like a room at the cdc full of baseball bats and other things that you would equip yourself with in a zombie outbreak one assumes naturally yeah. but, yeah. but here, here's what here's what i know uh I am I am all for running zombies. Love uh, I love uh, Twenty Days Later, and I love Left for Dead. But I don't think their physiology will work like that. And even if it does, their skin and muscles will deteriorate, and they will become less of a threat the longer they're around. Mm-hmm. You'll end up stepping in them like bear, like contagious bear traps. Yeah, it'll mm-hmm. be like the end of Twenty Eight Days Later, with all yeah. the all the starving mutants crawling around. But I think also like if if a cure was developed then it would really mm-hmm. depend on what kind of zombie you're dealing with. If you're talking about, like, flesh falling off Return of the Living Dead zombies, like, what's a cure going to do for Tarman? Like, 
He's not going to want to keep living looking like that. Like he'd yeah, be I in constant like, pain like all the time. Like a podcast, like like podcast debate exercise. Now look, <laughs> are, are you talking about a cure for zombification or a cure for death? Because they're kind of the same, and nothing's going to regrow their flesh, and nothing's going to put their eyes back in. Like, what are you curing exactly? You will cure a rotted corpse. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The brain is gone, so I wouldn't worry about that. Well, if the brain's gone, then what do I need to put a bullet into? I mean, really? Well, the brain the brain is infected. How about that? Fair. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do with people who are infected. Put bullets. <laughs> See, look, I'm back. I'm back on your side now. Is it the 16th century? My God, man! I'm back on your side. I just said I came back. I'm back. I'm. I'm not. Yeah. I'm. Not, I'm not for a simplistic explanation. I'm not mm-hmm. the fucking Trump administration. <laughs> Simple solutions to complex problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that really what is going to ban all crime? Yeah. All crime will be banned. <laughs> Except mine. Mine will be the best crimes. <laughs> I do the best crimes. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. All right. Well, games where you turn into a zombie, we will get into. Right after this. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. It. Like, I just saw the TV movie of It. For the first time, like a few years ago, never seen it a before. TV movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you oh. obviously didn't rent it when it was on VH, like two giant VHSs, because it was it's really long. It was aired over two nights in like 1990, and that's why it's like it, it's at some at times it's like a really straight horror movie, then other times it like really pulls its punches because it's airing on like ABC or some shit. And yeah, that, no, yeah, that's where I would always watch it. It would just play on cable TV. Yeah, and and. And I saw that, and I was and and I was like, I really like this, except for the adult parts. Why is that there? <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah. So when I found out they were splitting the movie in two to the adult parts, I'm like, that's a terrible idea because like this is this is the dumbest part about the entire story outside of yeah, the, the it, kid that, orgy it, in the book. Yeah. So watching chapter two, I mean, I like Bill Hader, yeah, <laughs> but. The pacing sometimes felt off, and it wasn't really scary. Oh, and, le- and let me say this. I walked out of that movie and still think I enjoyed the fuck out of it. I had a great time. Oh, yeah. I, I grabbed no, I mean, my like- friend's arm, his-, his son's arm. We had a great fucking time. But, when I- but I also, on further reflection, I'm like, was that terrible, and was that a horror movie? <laughs> it was and- not good. It was fun. Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. And we're back to talk about what? Zombie! Yeah, that, what you just said. So can you clarify, is it, is it, because we did go back and forth, there's a couple different spins on this zombie Yeah, so, okay, the, the original idea I had for this was, I noticed that there are a few games where they turn the traditional corpse run, where you lose all your shit and you have to run back to where you died and reclaim all your shit. Yes. They made it a little bit more interesting by reanimating your corpse and having the corpse move around. So now you have to go find your dead body and fight it to get your stuff back. Yes. Very few games actually have that. But a slightly wider spectrum of games have things where, like, if 
it, it's multiplayer and one of your characters die, they can come back as a zombie. Maybe maybe under their control, maybe under the computer's control, more often than not, the, the second one. And then you have to kill them, too. Mm. They're just another member of The Walking Dead. I see. So games where you can see yourself, your previous hero character, yes. as a zombie. That's yes. the only qualification we have. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. And it's a game mechanic. It's not a story thing. Okay. So, like, I'm going to get out ahead of this. Because this might piss people off. So, like, Dark Souls, not on our list, because there's no zombie you ever see. You just, there's a pile of souls. I mean, you're undead to begin with, but it's true. You're a husk. You just run back to your bloodstain and collect the souls. Mm. You never have to fight your old self. Got it. Okay. All right. All right. Well, let's begin with. Number five. You startled me. I'm surprised you're still alive. The whole city's a war zone. We need all the help we can get. Now, move the police car over there to build a barricade. Go! Yes, sir. Why am I speaking in such a stilted manner? There's a zombie apocalypse happening, or an outbreak, if Oh, you shit, someone's been bad, cheating. Bad voice <laughs> acting that's got to be all but four Resident Evils. <laughs> uh, well, it's, it's Resident Evil Outbreak and also Resident Evil Outbreak 2. Or, sorry, file number two. And the reason this is number five on this list is because this is now an impossible thing to do. Because zombification... So, so Resident Evil Outbreak, if you haven't played it, is like sort of an arcadey puzzle-driven offshoot of Resident Evil where there are small groups of survivors uh, after the outbreak in Raccoon City and you have to work together to solve puzzles, make barricades, open doors, stuff like that. And ideally it, it was meant to be played online with like, I think, three to four players. And if if one of your character dies, but only in online multiplayer, they get to become zombies and they shamble around mm. in in slow circles. You have l- very limited control over your character, and at that point, death is sort of inevitable. You're just sort of shuffling along to either attack your squad mates or just see what plays out for the limited amount are, of time you have left. Are you incentivized to take your squad mates down? I mean, other than wanting to play again? I don't think so. But you know, if if they were uh, ignoring you when you were calling for a heal, then oh, uh, get them. That's yeah. like the worst, slowest spectator cam in a game ever. Kind of. <laughs> shuffling along. Yeah, the the thing is that uh, they the characters, so characters in this game talk fucking nonstop, especially if you are playing with computer controlled uh, partners, because it's it's just basically there is an ad lib button that says something context sensitive, and so the the computer will just spam it nonstop. So you'll yeah. you'll constantly hear people saying like. What? Found anything? What's this room? I need to find a key. Blah, 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 blah. And uh, when they're zombified, they still don't shut up. I can't die here. Uh, please don't leave me here to die. Wait for a minute. I'm not very well. It's over. I can't hold on much longer. And they're just shuffling around with their arms outstretched. Don't come! Yeah. Don't come! <laughs> Don't come! Don't <laughs> come! Or, or in in this game's more eloquent terms. Miles three years away from my pension. Oh no! Only three years <laughs> from retirement. <laughs> three years? Yeah. Jesus. It's not the same. It's oh, three days. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. 
But there's, was, there's, is that a zombie saying that he was three years from his pension? No, no zombie pension. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> he met his quota of brains. Ah, oh, I was his only EGA t- guild kicks in. <laughs> I was two brains away <laughs> from easing the pain of death. <laughs> uh, now that that character is a security guard, and yeah, there's a bunch of different characters with a bunch of different abilities. There's a cop who has a, a pistol to start with. There is a waitress who I think is the only one who can access this locker early on. There's a, a student who has a backpack, so she can carry more than the standard four items. And I was reading one strategy is like, yeah, get get to the end of this one area and, and just kill her and use her corpse as a bag of holding. <laughs> oh, God. It'll make, it, it'll make that boss so much easier. Like, oh, okay. But yeah, there's... Um, this is also like one of the few games outside of the main series where you will run into the Neptune sharks from from the first game, and uh, they can, I think, pretty much swallow you instantly. Uh, they're just sort of hanging out by some piers. You have to fight zombified zoo animals. I think there's a zombie elephant at one point. So yeah. it's it's a very interesting look at what else was going on in Raccoon City before the city got bombed. And now I wasn't clear. Um, I was I was researching this game, and I saw something. That this may not – like European people may not know what we're talking about because mm. I don't know if, if online mode ever made its way to the European versions of the game. I kind really? of – Yeah, I couldn't there, – there was two kind of stories. One is like it never had online and then the other – I know it was it was released much later in Europe and I thought it was because they were trying to figure out the online. So. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think also – Again, I say, like, you can only zombify in online multiplayer. It doesn't work at all in single player. Right, right. And as far as I'm aware, the servers for this were shut down years ago. So it's yeah, yeah. it's now impossible to legitimately play online. You know, somebody might have developed a mod to, to play with an emulator. There but... are fan-run Japanese yes. servers. Because uh, in Japan, they shut down for us, like, 2004. And then in Japan, it, was, it wasn't until, like, 2011. They were playing this thing online for a long time. And then now there's fan-run... Uh, we should say, like, this is – this game came out in, like, 2002 or something. This was very early example of, like, onla- an online co-op game as early as the early 2000s. That's that's yeah. insane. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, PC I, gamers I still, had them before that. But. They did, but I still think Resident Evil 5 introduced a lot of people to online co-op yeah. pretty early on. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's in, like, 08. This game also, it's – um. we should say, like – I, wouldn't, I don't want to call it episodic, but it's it's a it's a series of sort of like s- short storylines that you're playing out with the yeah. different characters. Like it's a really cool concept. Yeah, it's it's kind of like like I said, like uh, puzzle driven levels. But yeah. ep- episodic yeah. is a pretty good way to put yeah. that. Yeah, where you have the different different protagonists. So that's that's really mm-hmm. cool. like eight. I want to say main ones or something. There was something a lot like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I, I got sent these games way back in the day, but I never got around to playing them until <laughs> I was researching for this. And I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, these are these are actually pretty fun and well-designed. I, I missed out by just giving it a pass. And, like, this was even before voice chat was, was hugely popular. I think the Logitech headsets for the PS2 were out. Like, they came out around the same time that oh, the yeah, online adapter right. did. But <laughs> Capcom wanted... <laughs> I remember I bought my first USB keyboard to use with the PS2 online. <laughs> Hell yeah. For Tony Hawk. Oh, just nice. so I could type sick. <laughs> well, I know that with this one, Capcom, I think, wanted it to be able to, like an international audience, to be able to play with each other. So they just built in a system of emotes. So Ah, okay. Yeah. EDF yeah. does this to this day. Yeah. 
Or it's a bit like uh, Monster Hunter World, where then then they could just prove that the Japanese yeah. players have are far superior to the American players because exactly. they're the only ones that help me beat those hardest like <laughs> monsters. <laughs> they're very dedicated. Yes. Yeah, but um, they get a head start. That's what it is. they do. They do. But yeah, this this is a cool game. It's a pity a lot of people, myself included, gave it a miss when yeah. it was out. I mean. But, uh, uh, when it came out, you were probably used to playing uh, single player mm-hmm. Resident Evil games. I know, like, I was working at EB Games when this came out, and so I played it in the store. And it's like, it made no impression up- upon you unless yeah. you were going to go out of your way to get the broadband modem for your PS2 yeah. and get a headset and play it with online service. And, like, I don't know that many gamers who were doing that at that yep. era. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it was really early. I mean, I, I think it wasn't until SOCOM that like people started uh, paying attention to online on PlayStation platforms. Didn't SOCOM was, come mm-hmm. with headsets? Like there yes. was something yeah, they did. did to build. There that was game. an official yeah. SOCOM headset. Yeah. No, it's this. This and, is where the Resident Evil franchise sort of started to lose because we're not talking much, for, much, much later than like Code Veronica or something like that. You know, like it's it's. It, where it's like it's this, this and then was, there was the Revelations games and then there was the well this was, was pre-RE4 like yeah you know, for sure um, yeah. And, but this was right off the heels of Resident Evil Remake and I think RE0 came like the year before this Zero Zero's um, another one where there, there started to be too much Resident Evil in, uh, to keep track of you know, there was the shooter game as well like that was just like uh, yeah there was Survivor on PlayStation yeah. and then there was Dead Aim on PS2 which yeah, was yeah. Gun Survivor 2 in arcades and it was just like there was too much Resident Evil to keep up with, and I'm like, I, which, which one is Outbreak? I don't know. Like, there's there's too mm-hmm. many games at the yeah, time. Yeah, but yeah, you. But I, I also like. I remember it getting. I was looking to see what the reviewers said about the game, and they weren't very kind to it. Mm. But I, but I have sort of noticed. I don't know that reviewers weren't very kind to a lot of online games that weren't shooters. <laughs> <back then>. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was they, just they too early to be an online game like that. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, also, also like you can you can play it single player, and I suspect a lot of reviewers did for a big part of it. But it's not a great single player game because your your computer controlled partners will kind of have a vague idea of what to do, but mostly their functionality is limited to running around, shooting zombies, holding items, and shrieking. So it's better if you have friends along and then maybe you can help each other figure out like, oh, you're supposed to move these barrels to to barricade the front doors of this bar where you start so that zombies don't immediately start coming in. Given given how many like, I don't know, like weirdo asymmetrical horror games I like to play nowadays online, Mm -hmm. I wonder... I'm remembering and I'm glancing at some of the old review scores. I'm wondering if they even touched the online because it was like people kind of understood shooters and that was it Mm -hmm. in terms of online shit at this at this point 2002 you said something like that around there yeah well you you mentioned asymmetrical online games and that that's interesting just because of the comparisons between this and project resistance um that new asymmetrical online resident evil game that's coming out yeah Um, oh three 2003 sorry what i said i thought you said 2002 well, that's that's the same number. <laughs> You're right. Okay, Fine. I'm indignant for no reason. <laughs> I'm sorry. I interrupted. Please continue. Yep. <laughs> cool. Well, let's. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> then let's move on to number four. Using the dead as weapons. Stupid humans. It's time to put an end to this. By dawn, 
the god of destruction will be unleashed. All humans will die. <laughs> Nonsense. This is a game I did play a lot when it came out. And it was dumb as hell then and it's dumb as hell now. Any guesses? Is this... Is this the spin-off of the House of the yes. Dead? Okay. Yes, this is. What is this called again? Zombie Revenge. Okay. okay. Wait, what? You remember Zombie Revenge on Dreamcast? No, I was thinking of Overkill, but I don't what's there's another House of the Dead? Oh, well, it's it's not a it's not called House of the Dead, but it is a spin-off of House of the Dead that's it's a brawler. Oh, I okay. Yeah. They call it that, but then there's like a lot of third-person shooting, like it's called a brawler, but they still have handguns. Well, the, but it's it's mostly just like you have a handgun and you're just shooting at whatever the nearest enemy is, like it just automatically locks on. Yeah. And the enemies, like your your zombie enemies can pick up shotguns and machine guns and stuff and you can knock them down and take their guns from them. Of course. But yeah, it's it's a really silly, dumb game about these three main characters, Stick Breitling, uh, Linda Rhoda, and um, I forget what the... the there's like a, a Japanese Yakuza-looking dude who only speaks in Japanese. Sweet. Like Busujima. Who came up with that like guy's that. name? Mike Nelson? On the <laughs> MST3K episode Space Mutiny, if I must clarify my joke. What, Stick Breitling? Stick Breitling. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah they're they're fighting against a guy named Zed who's just a very gothy villain which was a very popular trope at the time with, Zed's with dead, baby. gold Zed's eyes dead. and uh and terrible terrible dialogue so you made it here alive well done for a human what are you doing why am i doing this <laughs> you fools sure i feel <laughs> I, I really have a better handle on the situation <laughs> it's not all dumb dialogue it's also lots of shouting while you pick up a giant drill bullets <laughs> Yeah, the an the announcer calls out anything you pick up. And Every yes, that, time, yeah. it's just a, a gigantic handheld drill that you can use to just uh, throw zombies all over the place. Which totally felt like a, a leftovers from the arcade version, right? Because that's mm -hmm. something you would totally do in an arcade well, game. Well, this is a very arcade game. Yeah, for sure. And the zombification aspect comes if you have you can play it two players. If one of the players dies and does not continue. Well, is that another zombie too? Forgive me. They they stand up again and they turn bright green, which none of the other zombies are. It's just like they add a layer of green over the character Sorry. model and they stumble around as uh, low powered zombies that you just kick the crap out of until they die. <laughs> That's a dick move. So. A, you're playing with someone else, and then they have to opt out for whatever. Maybe they, mm -hmm. they just ran out of quarters. So now you're getting penalized for your buddy not continuing I to play this game. I think that's the idea. <laughs> shame them. Shame, shame them. Shame them, yeah. Make you think twice about playing doubles. Damn straight. <laughs> that one blonde uh, mustache mullet mm -hmm. dude would be yeah, really yeah. happy with it that would. from your it youth. Would. Yeah. I didn't come here to play fucking doubles. Doubles? <laughs> Why do I sound like a hair metal guy now? I, I was more going for an anime teenage villain in high school. That's also good. <laughs> Piece of shit. <laughs> my Danganronpa impression. Thank you. Ah, nice, <laughs> nice, nice. Do you uh, like my mustache? I, I was, I remember being, what do you mean I, you can't <laughs> see it? <laughs> when, I when I found out this was 
a part of the House of the Dead series that was fucking pissed. Hmm. Like, why did you? Why, why did you tell me I love this series? Why does the Dreamcast cover look like it was designed by a fucking headshot? <laughs> <laughs> it is a really bad cover. And super is it's just yeah this this boss zombie like reaching toward you over the logo. Um, but yeah, the the AMS is in it the the government agency that fights the zombies. I, I think Goldman might be referenced, but maybe not. It's it's mostly just like you're nobody heroes against the nobody villain who keeps claiming he can end the world. Sweet. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's also like a, a timed aspect. So you, there's a timer, and if you don't make it through a certain area before it runs out, then like this, uh, I guess, world-ending boss just sort of descends from the sky and insta-kills you and... Oh, Baron Von Blubba? Sounds yeah, like yeah. a great arcade Sounds game. Sounds like an arcade yeah. game where yeah, they're yeah. trying to get more quarters. Yeah. And, you know, slight weirdness in that, like, quit fucking around, kids. Just yeah. beat the boss. <laughs> exactly. Just <laughs> get through here. Just hammer on the gun button, whatever you need to do. But put another quarter in. Mm-hmm. That'll that'll put that boss at bay. Yeah. You know? That'll hold him at bay for another five minutes well, at least. putting another quarter in will at least kill off the player two zombie. In that, if the other player joins back in, the zombie just instantly disappears. Oh. And... The the character comes. He doesn't. Back he in. doesn't wake up and go. Oh, what just happened to me? No, that'd be amazing. That would be, but sadly, no. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, zombie doesn't do much of anything. You don't get to control the zombie. It's just there, it, and it just it's it's weak. It doesn't really have much attack power. If you let it grab you, it will bite you. But uh, yeah, that's. It's a threat. I'm just, I'm just glancing at YouTube video, uh, YouTube video, and I want to give these upres cutscenes the. Stupidest titties of the year award because this, they look. So, this is a game of very basic triangles. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You should see the handgun Zed holds in a few of those. It's pretty bad. It looks like a fucking papercraft gun. It's really bad. Should play. Um, what is it? There was another Dreamcast game, Heavy Metal Geomatrix, Whoa. where all the guns—they're from the Liefeld School of. You don't have drawing. to use every game name. <laughs> yes, I do. There's <laughs> <laughs> a spinoff of, the, of, of Heavy Metal, but uh, yeah, it's like all the guns are like ten times the size of the characters, and so they just look like big, ridiculous cartoon pistols or whatever. Sure. Anyway, I apologize for that digression. Let's move on to <laughs> number three. Never deviate subjects. Never. That bloody punk's making enough noise to raise the dead. Get out of there! Hmm, uh, puny pistols, English accents, what game could this be? This is where the foreshadowing from earlier comes Ooh, into play. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, zombie U. Yeah. Or just zombie, as it's known now on PS4, Xbox, and PC. Zombie with two eyes, though, right? It's, no. Uh, it's no. Not the weird, okay. Just no E, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that <laughs> oh, is yeah. that is a throwback to the, orig- like, the first game that Ubisoft ever published in, like, 1986, which was also called Zombie. Yeah. And was basically a straight-up adaptation of Dawn of the Dead. Uh, mm. set, set in a mall, you have to block doors with a semi and escape as, in a helicopter at the end. And and that was actually, I believe, Zombie was the title of Dawn of the Dead in Europe, which is why Lucio Fulci's Zombie uh, was originally Zombie 2, and it was supposed to be an unofficial sequel to Dawn of the Dead. And that's your trivia for today, kids. Uh, <laughs> I don't care about any of these mm. things. 
Too bad. Uh, <laughs> but, but Zombie or Zombie U traps you in, in zombie-infested London as a survivor, being guided by the voice of a mysterious prepper who's, who's just – he's a voice in your ear. He only calls himself the prepper, and he wants you to go around London hacking CCTV junction boxes so that he can spy on the city. And as you go through and you, you fight zombies, you eventually uncover a conspiracy about John D and Elizabeth the first. And like John D saw this all coming. It was a prophecy. It's pretty fun. I remember it being really difficult on Wii U when it first came out. It had a lot of tension because you had to continually check the gamepad and yeah. look back and forth between these, these two screens while zombies were closing I loved in. It. I loved it. Yeah. yeah, they kept a lot of that tension. I think in the in the newer versions by making it so that you you're rummaging in your bag, but it's in real time, and you can kind of see things around the periphery. But uh, the the bag menu takes up most of the screen. But it, your your main weapon in this is a cricket bat, and you get it uh, <laughs> again with a bit of foreshadowing when you find a former survivor. Go on, pick up the cricket bat. Don't be squeamish. Think of it as an unspoken agreement between survivors. Because if you were infected, wouldn't you want someone to do the same for you? Good going. A nasty business, but it's got to be done. Yeah, so that's how you get your, your bug out bag, or bob, which the prepper <laughs> refers to it as. You, you find the cricket bat, its former owner comes to life, and you bash it in their head and take their backpack. Can I just point out this dude's huge leap in logic where he just assumes, oh, it's this unspoken pact. Like, yeah, of course, if you had a, a cricket bat during the zombie apocalypse, mm-hmm. you would want someone to beat your brains out if you became a zombie. What if I don't, dude? That's just like assuming I want yeah. you to pull the plug on me. What if being no. a zombie is great? Like right. we explored right. in our video short at our former job, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, well and, and I believe... I always like to say is the uh, is the real end of the book. I am legend. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, they were like, "Why are you hunting us? We're mm-hmm. cool." Yeah. yeah, it's like we didn't ask to become this, and like every time we go to sleep, you break into our homes and kill us. And and he's like, "Fuck you, I'm Charlton Heston someday." <laughs> uh, and he did, "Fuck you, I'm the last of the best. I am legend." And that's that's his last words. He's burned at the stake by these sentient people who have not chosen to be mutated as they had. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. He's been the real monster the whole time. He's sort the of. boogeyman, sort of. But yeah. they do. They did feast on him and his people a little bit. Mm. Yeah, you know what's a little feasting between members are, of divergent vampires. species. Yeah, yeah. We, we're we're talking about, but the movie makes them look like zombies. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They behave like zombies too. Pretty much. Um, it, yes, except they speak like seventies jive. <laughs> Never <laughs> locked in the apartment. You dig. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, I, I'm confusing it with the Will Smith movie. Me too. I Legend. Me too. Yeah, I just remember a lot of screen. Oh, the Omega. That's the only. That's the only Omega Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but but yeah, you um, you will frequently get swarmed by zombies in this, mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes because you were being dumb. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You sure you're ready to face down a bloody horde? It's your life. <laughs> Prepared you better than that. Oh, well, remember that next time. Oh, wait, I'm dead. And in this context, I literally mean bloody, not bloody as in the swear word, like they're covered with filth and blood. There's blood all over these fucking zombies. How a zombie horde would smell. Oh, no, thank you. 
Yeah. But when you do die, a new survivor takes over. And there's there's like a bunch of different survivors from a bunch of different jobs and and genders and ethnicities and uh but it doesn't really affect gameplay. It's it's just like now you're somebody new and now you have to go back to where you died and take your cricket bat and beat the crap out of your former self and take whatever they had. Fortunately, like you, you, you're not at a complete loss. Like when you respawn, you'll still have your cricket bat. You'll have a gun. You might have some med kits, some some basic stuff. But if you had some really good stuff, like the shovel that they introduced in the newer versions, like yeah, you'll want to go uh, get that stuff back. Mm-hmm. Now, were you hard to beat when you when you when you found yourself? Or not you particularly. Pretty, no. no, just uh, about about average for a zombie. Just uh, line up a few. Headshots with that cricket bat and you're golden. Oh man, they should have made it like kind of like mid-boss difficulty. Mm. Just, you know, no, it's uh, you yeah. already got penalized. You died. <laughs> you made they're, it back to your dead body, be. and you're there, and you just want to bash their brains in and get your bag mm-hmm. back. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's kind of just a satisfying thing to kill yourself and get the get the stuff. It is. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it, it it heightens the the realism and makes it feel like there are, are stakes. And that there's real tension, like you don't want to die because then you'll have to track yourself down again and uh, reclaim all your stuff. The after. zombie apocalypse has steaks? That sounds delicious. Mm. I'm, I'm on board. <laughs> zombie steaks? No thanks. Mm. Street meat, man. You got to pick it up, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Off. If any video games told me anything, you just pick up, like, meat off the street and it's delicious. Yeah, you you break a garbage can and find a chicken inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wall meat? Wall meat's the best meat. Wall meat is great. <laughs> Wall meat is great. Barrel meat, close second. Yeah, you no, you, you want meat whose last words were for the love of God, Montresor. <laughs> That's an Edgar Allan Poe reference. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Fucking books, <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> does this game? Does this game? I only played a little bit on the Wii U. Does it lose anything without without using the gamepad? I don't. I don't think it really loses anything. I think they did a pretty good job of adapting it to to the current one screen approach. But somehow it felt like I died a lot more in Zombie U than I did in Zombie. Hmm. Maybe, maybe I'm, I'm just more serious about it now. I'm just you, like, you've no, mastered gonna, the game. Yeah, Michael. yeah. I'm not going to wade into hordes of zombies and start shooting them which attracts more zombies. I'm just going to discipline myself to sneaking around and using a cricket bat to explode zombie heads. Was Shaun of the Dead the first cricket bat zombie weapon movie? As far as I'm aware. Hmm. Certainly the most iconic. Yeah, for sure. the first I can think of. I, but I mean, you know, we're Americans. Mm-hmm. I, the only time I encountered a cricket bat was right before they banned spanking in schools. Mm. <laughs> that's what they would use. They drilled holes they in it. They drilled holes in it, yeah. you gotta, you got to mm-hmm. remove that air friction, you know, the yeah, wind, yeah. wind resistance. Um, if you want to see one of those used to great effect in a wrestling match, check out a recent NXT TakeOver UK. Some dude hits another dude with a cricket bat, and it's like the slap sound was mwah, chef's fingers. So good. Mm. But anyway, you were talking about it's more like a mini boss if you find yourself. Yes. And uh, that brings us to... Number two. I've got another clip that'll cinch this one, but does oh. anybody have a guess? The kick-ass music gave it away for me. Oh, really? This is the Mummy Demastered. Welcome to a new world <laughs> of gods <laughs> and monsters. Uh-huh. I saw her. She is real. <laughs> 
a new cinematic universe of gods and monsters, if you will. Uh, the mummy, oh. the mummy demastered was strange for three specific reasons. Uh, number one, if I remember right, it came out sometime after the movie did. Yeah, like not even around this, the time it came to like video or on demand. Yeah, yeah, and number two. It did not star Tom Cruise. You were just some random-ass agent yeah. for Prodigium, the, uh, <laughs> the the secret agency helmed by Dr. Henry Jekyll, played by Russell Crowe. And number three, it was way, <laughs> way better than... I never get than... tired of hearing Russell Crowe as Dr. Jekyll. <laughs> <laughs> I never get tired of it. Number three, it was way better than the movie was. It's a really, really good Metroidvania. Mm-hmm. And I, I recommend yeah, everybody up. play it. Well, it's way forward. It's a way forward, way, way yes. Forward. So I know yeah. it's Done. Yeah, yeah, always. They always do really good 2D games, uh, especially in they Metroidvanias. Made, they've made great Metroidvanias. Yeah. Alien Isolation, baby. Mm-hmm. Mm. So the, in this one, uh, again, we have the zombification element in that, like I said, you are just some random nobody agent. Yeah. And when you die, a different random nobody agent will show up and take your place. But before that happens, something awful happens to your corpse. So death reanimates you as a servant of Amonet the mummy. <laughs> it turns all of your the blue highlights on your armor green. And now you, as your new nobody agent, have to hunt down your old nobody agent. The twist is that your new agent is just down to like the very basic armaments that you start the game with. Your old body has all the cool shit you died with. And we'll use it against you very capably. So, the like to me, this became like a, a, a blocking point. Like I yeah. can't, I can't kill myself. I'm too fucking mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, if you die late in the game, that would suck. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So it's it's a little bit of a of a difficult pill to swallow, but um, yeah. So you have to be you know really quick. Uh, oh, and I think if you had health boosts, your old body will also have those, and you will not. So, oh jeez! Yeah. <laughs> it it makes it really difficult. Yeah, you're not lying though. This is like the model it, or the sprite itself is like think of like generic action game from the NES days mm-hmm. model, like 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 Russian attack fucking basic enemy ass sprite. Mm-hmm. That's basically what you are. You're just this dude in like this. You got a helmet coming yeah, in your you, face. You got you a helmet. First, like, first sign of expendability in a video yeah. game is you're wearing a helmet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, yeah. you're basically Carmine from Gears of you're War. Carmine, at this point. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But it's uh, no. This this game is like an absolutely capable Metroidvania. Yeah. Um, and it was the most remarkable thing about about that reboot of right. the Mummy franchise. <laughs> it is yeah. the only good thing to come out of the Dark Universe. Oh, so it just sad. got canceled. Like, so wait, Chris, you, you would know this. Is that just all completely it's canceled. Over. Like there's no. Yeah, 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 it was it was the Star Trek guys from the the Abrams verse. Yeah. Uh, Alex Kurtzman yep. spearheading uh, a reboot of the Universal Monsters series, which is just like I don't know. Like you know what's you know what's fucked up. Anybody else could do that. Those <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> those monsters are not copywritten, and I just hope somebody does and does it better than Universal. Well, they, <laughs> they were going to do Bride of Frankenstein, I believe. Yeah, mm-hmm. that. Well, well, I I think that they kind of hamstrung themselves by announcing cinematic universe. Like, nobody gets excited about that at the very beginning except for studio executives. Like, right. In fact, in fact, I'm I'm at Wade Forward's like 
page and is like, WayForward has teamed up with the Universal Brand Universal Brand Development. So like, well, yeah, dude, how, pick a sexier name for WayForward to use. You know they didn't choose that on purpose. I just wonder how this game came about because like it's a very odd way to try and pr- help promote your new yeah. cinematic universe you're trying to build. It, it License games aren't a thing right now. It doesn't build on um, the star power of the, the movie at all. It's not. It's barely tied into the movie. Like it tells the story of the movie, but not with the characters from the movie. So mm-hmm. uh, it's really, really odd one. I just got to imagine it's some person at one of the studios saying, "Hey, my my kid loves these video games. Like yeah. uh, his favorite game is uh, this Shantae game. Who's the people who makes that Shantae <laughs> game? Can you call them up? <laughs> Shanty. No, I was going games. around the house saying, Shantae, you stay. I, I don't know what that mm-hmm, means, but uh... mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Let's just say, like, I'm more excited by the prospect of the Frankenstein meets the Wolfman maze mm-hmm. at Universal Halloween Horror Nights than I am by anything having to do with the Dark Universe. I think that's that's one of the better Universal monster movies, by the way. Yeah. Watch it before you go. The fucking Frankenstein throws the Wolfman so fucking far. It's hilarious. <laughs> I, I think, like you know, I haven't I haven't seen the movie, so I can't really judge it. But it could be amazing, and this would still be a hard sell because nope. it's like, here's the thing: no, I, I know it's not amazing. I'm just saying it could be. But the the thing is, it's like people do not give a shit about Universal Monsters as an IP. Like, your uphill battle at the beginning is the same one that Iron Man had, which is convince people that they like this. Get people invested in the Mummy movie and the possibility of Mummy sequels, and then you can talk about your your bigger cinematic universe. So their strategy, though, wasn't wrong in that out of all of that universe, the monster, the Universal Monsters, the Mummy had been the most recent success to the point where those yeah, movies yeah. did decently. The ride, they had a great roller coaster ride at the parks, and mm-hmm. so like, if you're gonna go in with one, that's the one you do start with. Yeah, but maybe but they then screwed it all up. They didn't make Tom Cruise into the Mummy. He yeah. should have just been the dang Mummy. Maybe then you continue <laughs> yeah. the Brendan Fraser. Vehicles. Brendan Fraser should have been the Mummy. Now yes. that would have gotten me on board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It should have been you start that series with the Wolfman or Dracula or fuck the fuck off. Yes, <laughs> and you don't and you and you and you develop Frankenstein and his monster separately, and then you tie you, you meet you meet in the next movie, and you got to get the you got. I'm a big fan of adapting those stories well because I do think if the '96 Mummy did anything well, it's like it is an interesting remake of the original movie, mm-hmm. and this movie wasn't any of that. It was trying to remake. It was trying to forge. Uh, 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 an inorganic universe in its first film, and it was it was obnoxious, and everybody saw through it. Yeah, and it's 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 it, like, I don't know. I always call Terminator Genesis because I really want to see Dark Fate, one of the worst movies I've ever seen, because it tries to create its own like mid trilogy and fails miserably, and is, isn't satisfying to watch as a film. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's what Marvel always remembers that all these other studios forget that like this that wasn't a satisfying film. You put too much shit in there, trying to to move forward with a thing like. Get, like you said with Iron Man, like Iron Man's a good film mm-hmm. first and foremost. Nick Fury appears at the end to tell you there's a bigger world. Yes, yeah. Whereas the Mummy like starts out like I'm Doctor Jekyll and you're on a mission. Yeah. Whereas oh the original, like it really leaned into its 1930s like action serial roots. Well, not yeah. not even roots, but it like it leaned into that genre really hard. And it's like it's not a horror movie with Boris Karloff now. Now it's an adventure movie, and we're gonna it's gonna be Indiana Jones with the big monster, which they tried like 
well, it's over 10 years ago now with Van Helsing. Because that was also them trying to reboot the We've Universal Monster. Van Helsing. Yeah. yeah. They should have just made that a Castlevania movie, man. And again, that game, Van Helsing yeah. game, probably better than that movie. Mm, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, and, and just, I, I think if, if you want to be cynical about it, and I will, the, the Mummy Demastered exists because that's the audience they wanted to be interested in the Mummy movie, mm. and they weren't because it just didn't make any sense. Like, because they didn't announce a movie, they announced a universe. And how do you get someone interested in a fucking universe? But it, it, even it. still, it's still a weird product to me. It was like an early on Switch eShop title. Mm-hmm. Like, how are you yeah, expecting yeah. that many people to to be pulled into? And it wasn't the, cheap the either. Like you would think with like a tie-in game, it would be free or like five bucks. And I, I want to say it was like at least twenty dollars. It's it still twenty dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what it reminded me? But of? it's worth every it's penny. It's not the same thing, but it reminded me of. Do you remember? Was it Dark Void? Was the series yes, that had yes. like a three D game that nobody liked, but the two D game yeah, is like well revered. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's similar, similar deal. Yeah, I, I disagree. I just reassembled my Dark Void statue, and it's glowing once again. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations! Right up there next to your Rocketeer statue. <laughs> I wish I had. I would. I would throw that thing under a thousand buses to get a Rocketeer. <laughs> Why didn't they just make another Rocketeer game? Yeah. Oh well. Did the, the mummy? Did the mummy demaster? Did, I can't remember. Did the game start with movie footage? Uh, I don't think no, so. I don't think no. so. Okay. Just checking. Just checking. But, but it did but have it, Russell Crowe's face. Oh man, sort of like well, a sixteen-bit version of there it. There went your three D money. That's mm-hmm. why it had to be a two D game. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the game. The game is cool, and the like. There are so many great Universal monster movies. I do hope someday we see another version of that series. It, it just deserves to exist again. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I want to say it's like one of the purest Metroidvanias that I've played in that it feels like a Castlevania with guns. So very Metroidy in that in that respect. And the soundtrack I was pointing out earlier, like very, very good soundtrack to mm-hmm. that game. Yeah. Very slow and atmospheric. Yeah. Uh, but, but fun. You, you fight some really huge monsters in that. Like there's a giant crocodile monster from, from the yeah. Egyptian underworld or whatever that attacks you and breathes fire everywhere uh yeah anyway that's the thing crocodiles do yeah let's wrap this up and we're empty again so whose turn is it to find more fuel not me last time i ran out of bullets in the middle of a horde i have a better idea we could settle down here instead of moving on uh what game is this State of Decay. Yep. Well, specifically two, but yes, it applies to both of them. I don't acknowledge two because one was the game I had fun with. <laughs> you didn't have fun with two? No. Two, two felt too janky. Huh. Like number one. Yeah, m- more like State of Decay, right, Matt? That's what he told me off mic. Oh, Matt, how could you? Thank you for <laughs> that thing I never said. <laughs> uh, Rough. No, uh, no, State of Decay 1 was fine. And it, but but I think it, there was you were willing to overlook the jankiness because it was like the first game doing a lot of things. Mm-hmm. By the time it was two, I think I just focused on it more because a it was like Microsoft published titles. So I'm thinking, okay, they got some first party dollars here now. They can, and they just bought the studio. I want to say because this is Playground Games, isn't it? Or is this something? Undead Labs or it's something. Undead Labs. Undead Labs. Right? They they own the studio, and so I'm like, okay. But then, it, yeah, it, it, in some ways, it was even jankier than the first one with, with some of just... It's kind of just like a buggy game hmm. at times. I, I think if, if there's something that one did better than the second one, it's that one 
kind of felt a little bit more free form. Yes. That you were just kind of like, here's a big town, uh, go loot supplies and try to survive and find strongholds where you, you and your group can hole up for a while. Yeah. Whereas two felt a bit more guided and that like, here's the house where you're going to hold up. Here is a cell phone tower you can climb to get the lay of the land. Mm -hmm. And here is a uh, blood plague center where you need to go and kill all the zombies. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I there's do, a little I do bit like, more of a plot. I do like that loop of having your home base that you're defending and you're upgrading. Mm -hmm. And it's, yeah. it's, yeah, it's kind of a mix of like, there's tower defense elements because you're trying to upgrade your home base to defend against the zombies. But and then it, it has that thing that we loved about Days Gone, Michael, which is like the scavenging, just going out and just mm -hmm. looting houses and finding cool shit. Yeah, it's like, it's, oh, check out this car. I'm going to ransack it. Oh, I can yeah. go, go into this house and ransack every cupboard. Yeah. And uh, you can you can ransack them slowly and not and, attract and, zombies. Yeah. Or you can ransack them quickly and get your stuff a little quicker, but you might make a noise and attract a horde. Yeah. And it's doing a lot of cool things. Like it has like, oh, that car's more beat up, so it won't last as long, whereas mm -hmm. that car will last you longer. Oh, yeah. You can drive. Yeah. You can find vehicles and drive around. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, but it's um, as a as a complete package, it's just like yeah, they're, they're you know they're not the greatest games. But I had a lot of fun with the first one. I really did. Mm -hmm. yeah. But yeah, in this game though, this is. But one of the things I think people really love and remember about the first one was you would get attached to the characters, like the main characters, mm -hmm. and that's why a lot of people have stories about their favorite characters getting killed because yeah. it inevitably would happen. You would not realize like, oh, there's permadeath? I don't get to just come back now that I've died? <laughs> right. And it did cool shit because like they would talk about you at your base when you died. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, we really miss so -and, and it affects the morale of the survivors. It does, and, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, depending on how you die, like you can get blown up or, or torn apart by zombies. But if you just get eaten or, or torn apart regularly like so... you'll get up and start walking around as a zombie and at that point your remaining survivors can return to the spot where you died uh find your zombie shuffling around and uh kill it again very very much like zombie and uh take whatever it was carrying which in a game like this can be vital because mm -hmm. the supplies that you were carrying might be very important uh there might be like a whole big bag of food that you can take yeah. back to base and typically when you died, it was because you got greedy and you overextended. And so you would be usually mm -hmm. carrying a lot of stuff. It was like, oh, I'm, I just need to loot one more house or, yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. that. And so, yeah, usually it behooved you to go find your corpse yeah. and, and get that stuff. And, and you can generally just like keep an eye out for the clothes that your character was wearing. And it was like, oh, then they attack. And uh, yeah, you, you might say something to them. Say a few words, as it were. <laughs> Okay, creepers are coming now. I'll get your things home, hun. Don't worry. Yeah, that's what he was worried about, that you wouldn't get his things home yeah. for. Yeah. <laughs> but, rest, rest easy, yeah, old pal. Yeah. <laughs> I got all your shit. But yeah, I was, I was surprised, like, one of the times that I, I did this while researching, like, just you know, killed killed one of the former survivors with a lead pipe, and just like pushed it down against their jaw until like the top of their head popped off. It's like, man, that was gory. And then my character is just like, we'll never forget you. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, uh, no, you would never forget that. That's accurate. No, that, that'll leave a, a mark till you're eighty. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, these are these are good games, and actually, I, I don't know if one is, but I know two is included with Game Pass because it is a first party title. Mm-hmm. So, so play, check yeah, it out yeah. for yourself. And but it's it it is very unique in, in especially it's the base building stuff because yeah. not a lot of other games but, do that. But also just yeah, open world zombie survival where like I guess if you're a Daisy fan, maybe the the appealing part of that is open world zombie survival where I might run into another survivor who then robs me at gunpoint and yeah. takes all my shit and maybe leaves me alive. Um, I guess that's its own kind of thrill, but I, I prefer Grand Theft Auto with looting and zombies. Yeah. And so, yeah, these, these games are a lot of fun, I think. Um, I highly recommend them. Yeah, they're, they're worth trying out, you know, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, that's been our top five, so uh, we're going to... Th- oh, you got something to say? No. Yeah. celebrating the end. <laughs> <laughs> I can see why. Uh, we're going to take a little break, uh, and when we come back, we'll talk about some news, some new releases, some other stuff, so stay tuned. It was a zombie jamboree Took place in a New York cemetery It was a zombie jamboree Took place in a New York cemetery Zombies from all parts of the island Some of them was a great Calypsonians Though the season was carnival They get together in Bacchanal And they singing back to back Belly to belly, I don't give a damn Done dead already, you go back to back Belly to belly at the zombie jamboree. Let's get scratching. Is the world of today getting you down? Well, then why not check in on some of the good stuff that happened this week in movies, TV, games, and more 30, 20, and 10 years ago this very week with our show 302010. Here's a clip from 1999. American Pie was a phenomenon with uh, five, five, four sequels and three straight-to-video sequels. Yeah. But American Pie is all about guys trying to get laid, especially through the eyes of Jim, Jason Biggs, who I think is actually pretty fun. I like that. I, I've always liked Jason Biggs, and I'm try- I can't even remember what the pie scene is because... Oh, he fucks it. No, no, yes. <laughs> I recall... But uh, I his penis. But I saw both move the the first two movies in theaters, and the MPAA always has a cut to suggest. So the DVD has if you watched if you watched it more on DVD, you have a different fucking scene. So what do you remember him doing with the pie? Honestly, I don't remember. Like I've kind of blocked. Did that his dad out. come in and he has the pie plate over I his think crotch? So yeah. So in the right. unrated unrated DVD, he's on the counter fucking it. Oh, and- <laughs> missionary style. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Can you do doggy with a pie? <laughs> I mean, not if you're the giver. Uh, bend it over the fireplace. And like... But you could do reverse cowgirl. Uh. <laughs> How do you reverse it? It's round. Well, the pie plate's away from you. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, the, the pie plate is its underwear. <laughs> I think it's all but. <laughs> Jump into the past with 302010 every Thursday on lasertimepodcast.com or iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Five, four, three, two, one. And welcome back to our final segment where we will not pussyfoot around Brains. and talk about zombies. Brains. We will not shuffle slowly like a zombie toward the inevitable. I think Matt just recorded a new version of the song. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
So a uh, bunch of kind of smaller scale stuff out this week. Um, Disco Elysium is one that you played, Matt. What did you call it, though? Real quick, we have to take a step back. You said it's a heavy... It's heavy on light releases. That's the yes. perfect description. Because I said it's a light week for releases, and you're like, no, there's a lot of stuff. It's like, well, it's heavy on light releases. Yes. So yeah. Disco Elysium, um, I played it at, at, at a PAX in, in the indie mega booth, whatever the fuck that thing's called. I was trying to think of the genre it is. It's because they don't release these games anymore, but it's a point-and-click RPG adventure Yeah, it, it looks like game. Fallout or Shadowrun. It's like an isometric yeah. Yeah. It's uh, CRPG. It's like it's like Fallout or, or the Wasteland games. You know, mm-hmm. they, they they kind of spun off and did those. It's very much like that. Um, it, but it's hard to call it an RPG because it's it is based in like these. It's like this weird psychedelic alternate timeline universe thing. It's got this completely unique look, and the coolest part about the game, it's how you level your characters up and stuff. That so, I hope you like to read. Because this game's going to make Do you I? read a lot. My favorite video game genre is books. But it's like, I mean, we're talking like dialogue trees. Like, they're, these are some overgrown dialogue, like in shrubbery, bushes, whatever you want to mm-hmm, say. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of choices. and But then what you choose, it's like they're branching narratives. And so it'll affect other choices you can make in the future and other conversation choices. And then that even affects, like, how you can level up your character. Like, it, it's very complex almost overwhelmingly so like if you think of like planescape torment like that's mm-hmm. the type of i think what they're going for with this game with in terms of the complexity but there's nothing like it in terms of the visuals like it's you're basically it's a detective story too i should say by the way where mm-hmm. where you're playing this like slovenly looking like dude in like a leisure suit sort of and nice. he's like he looks a little bit like i, I can't remember if it's kane or lynch but one of the kane and lynch guys is, okay. is kind of what he <laughs> resembles and yeah, uh, and Lynch is the bald one with the long hair. That's what he looks like. Okay, then. yeah. So he, that's more what he looks like. And and yeah, it's it's a detective thing where you're ultimately trying to figure out what's going on. But very, very, very uh, psychedelic, unique game that uh, it, it's kind of a mindfuck. But um, hmm. worth checking out if you are hankering for one of those. And the recent, I mean, they just re-released Planescape Torment and all those things on Switch. I want to say. I think they came out today, yes. day yeah. of recording. Yeah, yeah. So and yeah. PS4, I think yeah. Xbox yeah. One. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this one uh, this one will scratch that itch for sure. Hmm. Uh, I hear The Witcher Three Wild Hunt Complete Edition on Switch will also scratch that itch. The Switch up on Switch. The Switch up. The Switch a three. Uh, um, yeah. Content complete. Uh, from what I've heard, it's like it performs fine. The textures are kind of muddy. Um, the only reason to get this is if you want to play it on the go. I, I've heard a lot of people talking shit on the visuals, and I. Hmm. Well, no, I, no pun intended. Yeah. I can't see it. I've seen screenshots and stuff. And I'm like, it looks totally fine, dude. I like, think it's, it's just super low resolution yeah, to maintain but, the frame rate. But I mean, you're no. talking literally probably 300 hours worth of game packed in there. Mm-hmm. You got to make sacrifices you're also somewhere. Talking about one of the most graphically impressive games of its generation. Yeah. I, it's a miracle. Hardware it's a miracle that's to have on it on par there. with last gen hardware, like yeah. the 360. Yeah, I've, I've seen enough ports to like. I don't really know how they did this, even if the resolution suffers. I, I still don't. I, I don't get it. Yeah, yeah. I'll say this though: if you have not played The Witcher Three yet, or its DLC. And maybe you don't want that kind of to lose some of that graphical fidelity. It's always on sale for like fifteen bucks for the complete version and stuff. Just pick it up on one of those platforms, and mm-hmm. you I started will... it seven times on every platform. Yeah. Yeah, same. You won't regret it. <laughs> that, that is the main reason I didn't get the Switch version is because it's like I don't, I don't need know that I need to buy it a fourth time. <laughs> it's also like I know it's like oh it's Switch on or it's Switcher it's it's Witcher on the go. I don't know that I need that. 
Like, I, that's not the kind of game I'm like, ooh, I, I just want to play for like 10 minutes here and Maybe there. Maybe you want to like, play it on a five-hour plane ride or go to your yeah, parents' yes. house, whatever. Yeah. Maybe you want to see it dip below 540p. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I do. Here's what I'll say. So if you are traveling for the holidays and you know you have to be kind of stuck at your parents' or your in-laws' house for a week and need something that's going to eat up like 80 hours plus of that time, this is the game for you. Mm-hmm. And you already played Breath of the Wild. Uh, true. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. It's a good coffee. Fair. fair. <laughs> Do you know how much this one costs? Is it? I think it's six- 60. Yeah. It's yeah, 60. 60. 60. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, another game that came out on Switch and also PS4 that I did play, uh, Ninja Saviors, which is a remake of the uh, is it 1994 oh. Super Nintendo Ninja Warriors. Mm-hmm. Uh, enhanced remake, I should say, because they redrew all the graphics it, it's now like way better resolution, smoother animation. Uh, you get a bigger view of the the stage around you while at the same time your character sprites are much bigger. Yeah. And there's two new characters, one of which is like this huge mech that basically fills half the screen. <laughs> and the other uh, is like this uh, cyborg woman named Yaksha that has like extendable like tentacle limbs basically. And she can just like send out her hands and, and throw enemies around the screen. Yeah. Tentacles, you say? Uh, is this sexy a ones. Is this a side scrolling beat 'em up? It is. Okay, it is. And uh, if you've if you've played the original Super Nintendo Ninja Warriors again, it's it's an enhanced remake of that. Uh, I've heard people say like, well, the the Super Nintendo game was a, a remake of the arcade game. Not really a reimagining, sure, but uh, they're they're very different games. But uh, if you're playing as the Kunoichi, I think the uh, the red, long-haired ninja woman, uh, that's probably like the the character that closest approximates the original arcade game. Whereas the the other characters all kind of offer their own different styles of gameplay, mm. cool. very distinctive. So, but yeah, if you're into old school beat 'em ups and you missed that one, or you're, you're nostalgic for it, uh, definitely give Ninja Saviors a look. Hmm. There's a game that just went into early access that nice. I know you gave a look, Michael. Uh-huh. Postal 4, No Regrets. <laughs> <laughs> Intentionally misspelled No Regrets. <laughs> Follows Postal Dude. Uh, as that's the he... funniest thing about that game, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all downhill from there. And ends up in a new town, and um, I feel like... I have some thoughts about this. I didn't. I didn't play into it very far. Uh, it is in early access. There's a message on screen at all times reminding you that it's in early access and very like in. This is a very janky alpha build that you're playing. Um, it it plays smoothly enough, but I kind of feel like the point of postal, like just that name postal, it refers to like a specific thing where like stressed out postal workers in the 80s and 90s. Or making headlines for uh, going into their office with a gun and shooting their co-workers. And uh, that became... It happened twice. They should call it going schooling. <laughs> well, th- 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 Sorry. That's, but that's the point <laughs> I'm leading to. <laughs> that when, when the original postal... Look, I thought ga- I was standing up for postal workers. <laughs> 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 the original postal games came out like the idea of 
go just a game where you just go on a kill crazy rampage was edgy and kind of fun. And mm-hmm. now that we live in a world where that happens in real life every week, it's a lot less edgy and fun. Yeah, there's a term for that: hitting too close to home. Is, uh, it seems, too on the nose. But yeah. uh, so, if, so if you pay more more for this game than GTA Five, I will punch you. <laughs> I paid eighteen dollars for it. It's currently on God sale damn, on. Steam. You can do anything in GTA Five that you can do in this game outside of the cat butt shit. But yeah, but but the thing is that Postal Four kind of finds itself in this awkward place where, and that that was always a way to look at Postal Two is that like it's it's less about going on a rampage and more about like you're just thrust into a series of absurd errands that uh, yeah. will likely result in you having to defend yourself against people, and you kind of can just like I, I think like for the first. 10 minutes or so of the game it doesn't even let you shoot any guns like you can get weapons but then it's just like no you have to you have to write a sign on a piece of cardboard that you're looking for work and go around showing it to random people in the town until someone tells you where the job agency is and by the time you find that you're like halfway across town from where it is so, so what you're saying and... is it's easier to get a gun in real life in America <laughs> than it is in the game called Postal <laughs> well no it only takes about 10-15 minutes like I said it's easier to get a gun in real life in America <laughs> yeah but you, you uh, want a gun I'll get you a gun okay yeah the gun show hell mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just flexed that was yeah. so sad I didn't even I, believe it I only <laughs> did like the so yeah you go to the job agency and it gives you like three jobs I think I did the first one which is like yeah the prison needs guards go go temp there uh, but yeah they send you to be a prison guard and the warden's like Oh yeah, go go get your training. And your training is that you walk into a room, you pick up a gun and some body armor, and they're like, "Okay, you're trained. Go uh, go patrol the inmates." Sweet. And of, Sweet. of course, like yeah, he says like, uh, "Just put in this key code uh, to to lock this down." Like, oh no, I had that upside down. You opened all the cells. Now it's a prison riot. Let me ask you this: Can you pee on Gary Coleman, or can he pee on you in this game? Well, Gary Coleman, I don't think is in it. You can pee. There is a dedicated unzip button. You can pee on Gary Coleman anytime you want. Just go to the uh, Hollywood Forever Cemetery. <laughs> or Gary. But yeah, I, I was not able to use the unzip button while I was playing. Although I will say that might be it's coming in beta. Some weirdness with the game itself because <laughs> the, there was some jank trying to use the controller for everything. Like it doesn't work so well when entering numbers on a keypad, for example. Like mm. I ended up using the mouse for that. I see. Uh, That's yeah. on their roadmap they've published for the early access. Is zipper, <laughs> the zipper's coming later. <laughs> That's patch two. And I hope not. Ping was kind of integral to, to Postal 2. So, um, yeah. But, but yeah, it's it's a little less immediately well, the fun than is, Postal 2 is the patch number was. one, mm-hmm. and then the pooping is patch number two. Sure. No regrets, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else we got this week? Grandia HD? Mm, yeah. I'll, I'll play that eventually. Uh-huh. Uh, Overwatch Legendary Edition came to Switch. Yep, another must-have game. Little Town Switch. Hero, which is the upcoming game. Well, it's, it's it's out by the time you hear this. By Game Freak, the Pokemon mm. people. Uh, so we have none of us. I prefer to think to of them as the Tembo the Badass Elephant people. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's people like you that exist. Um, <laughs> no, there aren't. <laughs> Plants vs. Zombies Battle for Neighborville. Plants vs. Zombies, the shooter, it's like Garden this. Warfare. It's like this this whole series that I've never personally interacted with, but mm-hmm. it's. I know there's people out there that play those games oh, and yeah. love those games, so I prefer old school Plants vs. Zombies. Yeah, maybe. you know, I'm an old school gamer like that. Let's see. No, Nintendo came out with that weird ring fucking thing. The mm-hmm. ring. It's a big it's bendy ring. Ring Fit Adventure. Mm-hmm. That's what it's called. I should. I should it be it seems exciting one. to me. 
The Ring Fit Adventure. I don't know what to think of this thing. Like, I want to go on a fitness adventure. The the Wii Fit part of me, dude, I I got into Wii Fit, and I played some Wii Fit, and I had a good time with Wii Fit. I learned some yoga. It's about to to get cold. I am going to lean on my games for fitness. I think Beat Saber is probably better, but I would love to see what the ring fit has to offer it's it's interesting like turning it into an rpg rather than what uh what you did with we fit which was like not really gamified all that much i mean Um, i I think the best part of we fit was the yoga stuff like that where it was teaching you balance right like those were just like challenges they weren't really gamified this is like a full-on like you're traveling around killing monsters and i've heard in terms yeah in terms of a workout this game gives you a complete workout Whereas the thing with We Fit is you were like, I have to try to assemble a workout out of all these weird challenges and hope I get enough exercise. And I'm I'm interested, but I may just be too lazy to actually play the game. I I have a weird thing. Like I feel like I could snap that ring. Like it it doesn't. I mean, I, those resistance rings are they're strong. They could. I, I've never I've never even seen those in the. Yeah, there's a thing no, in that's gyms, a real thing. Like, like yeah. resistance rings. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Use them in like I mean, Pilates. N- and Nintendo stuff, yeah. builds durable stuff. I, I trust whatever they build. I just so I've used. You guys ever use resistance bands? Like the mm-hmm. the, the yeah. basically it's like surgical tubing. Yeah. Every single one of those I've ever had, and I always buy like heavy duty ones. I snap after a few months. Like it's just without fail. Like I don't know what I'm yeah. doing wrong. I, I don't think so you will. Strong, for Matt. That's what yeah. it is. That's what it is. <laughs> Didn't mean to brag. <laughs> sure. Um looks kind of cool looks looks fun if hey, if it's gonna get more people to work out i'm all for it and then check out fitness time the laser time community's official fitness uh fitness based community on facebook yeah all right but don't come at me until you can bench as much as me <laughs> how much you Which, bench I'm, I'm gonna guess i can bench at least two of these nintendo rings all right. <laughs> all right. i don't know what they look like or how much they weigh <laughs> pretty sure not much <laughs> it's like weigh under, as much as the sun Prove me wrong, Nintendo. Send me two. <laughs> what was what was that SNL sketch? It was like Emilio Estevez, right? Like, how much you bench? How much you bench? Yeah, that's right. Because they had little legs. <laughs> <laughs> Leg day does not exist. All right. Well, that's all the new releases worth talking about this week. Let's move on to. Fortnite, it got sucked into a black hole. It's just gone. It's missing. What do we do? Oh, wait. No, it's back. It's Fortnite mm-hmm. Chapter 2. Yep. It's back. It, so was, it was a publicity stunt. It was a black hole for like, what, a day? So I have a theory on this. It was like a weekend, and oh. there were videos people posted to YouTube of their children crying because Aww. they couldn't play their Fortnites. It was actually a little mean to do to, to kids. Yeah. Somebody on my Facebook had planned a Fortnite-themed party for their kid and yes. bought them all this currency. Oh, well, clearly, they if, didn't enter the Konami code yeah. on the black hole phase because mm-hmm. there was basically a, kind of an Easter egg that let you play like a space shooter against oh, car- really? cartoon hamburgers. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If if only there were like literally a thousand other games exactly like <laughs> Fortnite that were all free to play. I was talking to Micah earlier today. I think this was the most elaborate publicity stunt that was also just covering up for a maintenance, a regularly scheduled maintenance that they needed to do. Like, Probably. It, that it seems like a safe It seemed like a really long maintenance, and they're like, well, shit, the game's going to be down for several days because it did introduce Chapter 2, and we'll get to what that includes. But it's like, okay, we're bringing this down a few days. 
if, if you know anything about kind of games and, and the free-to-play world and all that stuff, like, being down loses you players. You, you straight up, there are people that just mm-hmm. will go to play, they'll, oh, it's not working, okay, it, it, they'll never come back, you know, whatever. They'll, they'll take up fishing or something for a, a hobby. But I think they literally created this event to generate a ton of buzz where this might actually bring them way more players back to the game because they, yes. they were like, oh, the whole game's gone. And we all knew, like, no, they're not taking Fortnite offline. Like, it's got to be back. But it was this cool little stunt that, like, like, this got covered on, like, mainstream news, dude. That it's, oh, Fortnite got... Well, yeah, because everyone's kids were crying. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I can confirm it wasn't for maintenance because I found out about this from somebody... I was in Raleigh this weekend where they make Fortnite. That sounds epic. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. So I found out from somebody very close to the project. I'm like, mm. for me, and like, no. And, and they didn't say this, but like, converse. When was the last time we talked about Fortnite on the show? Yes, we're we're not. None of us. Really it's not audience. really our thing. <laughs> I know. And now we and now we are. The world was talking about it. CNN mm-hmm. was talking about it. Like yeah. it. It was. It was. It, it's just the weirdest thing they could have done to generate publicity for uh, something that had kind of like. Reach the apex of its hype and play base. Apex, see what you did there. <laughs> it was kind of kind of announcing like a. It's not enough of a reboot, but like I like I love the idea of live games, you know. But like a, uh, I don't know why I sounded like Norm Macdonald there. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, Chris. I, mean, I know. Yeah, you know. Love the idea <laughs> of uh, live games, eh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like, I think the the average shooter fan um, who's not a even kids like they the game changes drastically from year to year and Fortnite hasn't done that enough mm. and if chapter 2 was to do that they needed to let everyone know something new was happening in Fortnite and it might have been brilliant but well I, <laughs> I think it's it I think over the course of a year it has changed drastically it's just they do such frequent updates that you wouldn't it's so incremental it's incremental it, that but, you but don't like notice. the the idea the idea of when I would get excited for even a call of duty back in the day it was just like oh I can be there day or even week one, learning the game with everybody else, which is something you cannot do with a live game ever. Unless you have a dark period. Right. And I, I just thought I just thought and again, this is these are my assertions. Uh, like I, I like I just thought that was pretty brilliant, but terrifying because I thought like either way I said to this person, like this is something people are gonna talk about for a while. Yeah. Uh whether this succeeds or fails. And and so what it did bring back, or it, what it brought to the game, it was a pretty big change. So, so there's a brand new map, uh, and on this map, water factors heavily into it. Where um, they 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 had a broats. There's they got broats. They're yep. swimming. Big there's broats. fishing. There's boats. There's all kinds of water based stuff. So yeah, it's uh, it's a way to add a new map to Fortnite. So that is huge news. But uh, I, it's so funny, though, that the story is just more how they did it versus the what they actually did. You know, because if they would have just overnight been like, oh, by the way, we have a new map pack. No one would have been talking about this. But mm. the fact that they took the world's most popular game down for a weekend to do this is like, yeah, that's huge. And remember, it, it's fucking free. So, like, what happened? Go check it out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. exactly. free. <laughs> I th- in fact, if you look at the patch notes, I don't know if they've updated them, but the patch notes they put on their website, and Micah, you're going to like pull your hair out because I know you wish you could do this. It literally <laughs> just said, uh, yeah, we just launched uh, Chapter 2. Dive in and check out all the updates. That's <laughs> it. That was the entire post. They didn't tell people dick nice. in that thing. 
They're like, no, nah, you, you find it for yourself. Because I think a lot of it, too, is they want people to uncover the secrets. Because Fortnite has always kind of had those little, like, Easter eggs and things buried in, in fucking Retail Row or whatever the fuck all the <laughs> stuff on the current map is. You know, it's a... Uh, that that's part of the fun for people, and so this gives them a new land to explore. I really want to see if there were there was a spike in Apex Legend as these little fucking nine year old crackheads lost their supply <laughs> for for like at almost two days, two full days. No, none of those other games have the building. They just don't. They don't give those kids what they need. They yeah. can play Realm Royale, but it's not the same. They need Minecraft, but with guns. Yep. <laughs> they probably just went back to playing Minecraft. Mm-hmm. In everywhere the world over, Lego sales spiked for one weekend, <laughs> and there was world peace, and it was the most glorious weekend known to man. It's my Morgan yeah. Freeman. The Star Wars chat rooms were even angrier that day. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you play a free-to-play game when you can buy a $600 Millennium Falcon model? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. That's true <laughs> we would totally do that um so yeah fortnite is a game you can play with friends uh steam wants to enable you to play more local multiplayer games with that friends shit is online awesome. this is awesome for people like us where one of our co-hosts lives all the way across the fucking country mm-hmm. and so if we wanted to do local multiplayer games which let's be honest who the fuck is playing local multiplayer games on a pc what multiplayer local multiplayer games are even on steam like the, the Gen- two and uh, other stuff. I was going to say one, like the Genesis collection. There was one called like was it like Epic Chicken Horse or something? There, there's a few yeah, Ultimate Chicken Ultimate Horse. Chicken yeah, Horse. There's yeah. a few like that. Hmm. But yeah, so Steam I think realizes that they're like yeah you don't sit at a PC together to play these games, but they as reported by PC Gamer they're launching a feature called Remote Play Together, uh, and it's planned for beta launching October 21st. And then it's going to be automatically applied to all games that have local co-op capabilities. It's going to work with two or more players. So it's basically just kind of a workaround system where you can play your local multiplayer games through your through online Steam. Now, there's been like third-party solutions that have kind of enabled this over the years, but this is like an official Steam supported. It's, it's probably nice for devs because they then they don't have to put in Steam, online yeah. code. Mm-hmm. There, they can just yeah, they can just put local multiplayer in. And... This is Steam's version of the X Band modem for Super Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that 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 is huge for a lot of indies. Yeah, because exactly. a lot of indie games do rely on. Well, like think of like Overcooked. Right, like now you can play Overcooked on right. Steam. But I was thinking, uh, it made me think of uh, River City Girls, a uh, newer mm. game. Yeah, really. uh, oh, there, yeah. You there you go. And yeah, like I, I don't know, like the whole time I'm playing it alone, I'm like, I'm I can play this if I'm. And, yeah, there you go. Like I, I, I don't know. I love announcements like that. Like uh, you know, your surprise backwards compatibility. Like eh, it doesn't matter. It's just happening to every game you have. Yeah, you know that feature you never got to experience. Eh, go back, you can you can experience it now. That's neat. Yeah. Speaking of playing games together, uh, Wargroove, one of my favorite games of the year so far. Uh, basically, in case you forgot, that's sort of the spiritual successor to Advance Wars that actually lived up to that title. Sure. It's getting a huge co-op campaign for absolutely free. It's coming to the game. So that's going to introduce new hero characters, a bunch of new missions, and all available for free. For, I mean, that game, so we don't wait, talk about online it. co-op? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. We don't talk about it a lot, but like, Wargroove has been 
supporting that game as if it's a live game. Like there's there's been a lot of well there's first a lot of like user generated stuff like where they have kind of like map editors and all that stuff. You can play as Geralt now because that happens <laughs> with every game oh, eventually. Of course, <laughs> of course, yeah. That or, or Shovel Knight. You got to have that Shovel Knight in there. <laughs> Geralt even showed up in uh, what was it? One of our games of the year last year, uh, Graveyard Keeper. Uh, uh, very briefly, you just roll a boulder onto him. What? He shows up and he's like, like your friend is like, ah, oh, there's a witch hunter after us. We need to, we need to do something. And he comes down the road on his horse and he's like, man, I love side quests. Just show up and get it done. And, and then you roll a boulder on. I played that game thirty hours. I did not see that. <laughs> Jesus, you're blowing my mind right yeah, now. Yeah. But yeah, so that upcoming. Look forward to the upcoming free co-op expansion for Wargroove. Or you could look forward to playing Google Stadia because there's people who do that. <laughs> Uh, they got an official date, but this is the most Google Stadia way of announcing their date ever. So this was rolled into uh, a launch event for the Google Pixel 4. Uh, they announced that the Founders Edition, that's remember, that's the $130 early subscriber people to Google. That's the bonus service that you get a purple controller and some shit and more. I don't know what you get, but it's 130 bucks, and that's coming November 19th. Google Chrome uh, $10 dongle. Google, Google Chrome Plus, that's right. And that, so that will be available to you November 19th. The future is almost here. It's within yeah. our grasps, Michael. You guys can vouch. I was excited about this for months, was I not? Sure. Sure. For the sake for of real, I, I thought this yes. was going to be the future of games. You were so excited, you kept referring to it by the wrong name of Stadia. <laughs> I do recall. Well, I, I had only read it. I didn't watch the live streams. I got a fucking life to live. <laughs> <laughs> You're a podcaster. That's not true. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm always editing audio. Enjoy, everyone. <laughs> Patreon.com slash laser time. Uh, but, but, like, I have never... I, I always try to dissuade people from saying, Google gives up on so many projects. And, like, I, I think this, this one is gonna you know stand the test of, and then this announcement was just like oh yeah they're, it's over it's done like why would you make a, a massive announcement like that that small in the middle of all this other shit yeah. it's, it's done like they've pretty much given up on this and they haven't announced anything cool about it nothing like I, well sorry I just wanted one, a game pass plan that's it so we have given Google a little bit of grief lately on the show because of the way they seem to be doing these announcements. I'm still a believer in the technology. I, I still think no. streaming... It is the future. Well, it, well I, think it'll, I think it'll supplement the way we're currently playing games. And, and I don't. I think it'll, our, overtake, it'll overtake Blu-rays and DVDs the same way streaming has. It just will. That's, it's, mm. that's the future, period. And I was hoping it would arrive a little sooner, but now I'm sure it's not. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think the future is more like the hybrid thing that Netflix does now, which is you can download stuff to take it on the go for Netflix, or you can just straight up stream stuff, right? And and right. actually, someone uh, commented a few weeks back. I think we had we hadn't given PlayStation Now its due, and part of this is a messaging problem by PlayStation Now that you can currently do that, and just no one talks about it. So PlayStation Now, we all think of as their streaming. I didn't solution. know that at all. You can yeah. download but full I, games. Yeah. I legitimately asked you guys because I, like, I think they I think just all, started that though. Uh, yeah, but they, they, they'd announced it a while ago, and it, it was meant to compete with Game Pass, because Game Pass is all about you download mm. the game and then you play it. So, Though I think, honestly, the streaming is the stronger selling point there. Depends. It depends, right? It's it's like if you don't have a great internet connection or whatever, yeah, yeah. It, it is yeah, better sure. to download the thing and then just play it. So, But that's what I think the future might just be hybrid models. It's like, well, yeah, we're going to have to do this to accommodate people's internet connections and stuff, and, and you'll be able to offer people a little bit of both. You know? mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so that is coming, though. 
sooner than we care to admit. It's it's mid-November, you know, so just yeah. in time for Thanksgiving. Bunch of stuff just right around the corner. Yeah. You can be. It's one month away. Can you imagine if the PS5 or the Xbox Scarlet was a month away and you hadn't really seen what the box looked like? There'd be a lot of a lot mm-hmm. more buzz and excitement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, what are they going to show you? There's no box. It's a bunch of servers. Here, here's our server I mean, farms. Shipping and something, but uh, I know. I, I like. I, I really wanted this to be not a console killer, but like I wanted this to be the future, and I, I feel let down. Um, can't get over that. But Chris, the Konami code's on the back of the controller. That means something. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I wish. I wish it was amused by the Konami code anymore. I'm yeah. So why is everyone old. just putting the Konami code everywhere? <laughs> right. now. Well, because Konami's not doing anything. So. <laughs> Konami never. Yeah, you can, you I can guess type it out in Morse code that. with pachinko balls. Yeah. Like someone <laughs> one day, one day they're gonna awaken from their slumber and emerge from a pile of pachinko balls like copyright infringement. Uh, that's all the news that's fit to play, Michael. Uh, so let's move on to the community segment, which is always a segmenting our community. Last week's question of the week, as you might remember, was. Tell us your worst circus slash carnival slash county fair stories. <laughs> we got a handful because apparently none of you ever went to circuses, carnivals, or county fairs. You all lived uh, exceptionally sheltered childhoods where your parents never took you to anything fun. So uh, very sorry about that. But uh, Mike could- Or they were raised by circus freaks <laughs> and school was the carnival. Ooh. I don't think I ever had any bad experiences at circuses or carnivals or fairs. I don't believe you. Like, why are lots of people having terrible experiences at these places that are meant to be really fun? I mean, if you do, eat you, the food, do you all like, have a bunch of bad experiences? Diarrhea, Mike. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I always like going to fairs and you eat corn dogs and and then corn dogs are good. Yeah. I don't know. You were scared by a clown. You never have your ice cream shit in. No, by a, a I was not chimpanzee. scared of. Clowns. You didn't let a balloon go and watch it drift up into the skies. Because the watch circus around here that we had was uh, Pickle Family Circus. That was just a fun. Whoa, whoa, circus. whoa! Wait, what? Pickle Family? The Pickle Family Circus was the name of the like family circus. That, that sounds was like an adult swim. Area. You, nev- you yeah. never had a carny Pilot. bite you with his three teeth and use them to inject meth into your jugular. <laughs> I never I, had. I, to I did have that multiple times, and that's why I All love right. going to the carnival. Fair. <laughs> so, Fair enough. Chasing that high. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Be that way. But, but but what about? Do you have a standout carnival circus or clownish memory? clownish memory uh, no i don't think so i mean i i went and to this the aforementioned pickle family circus when i was younger <laughs> and it got me into wanting to juggle and do little tricks and stuff and i was quite bad at them and i did not learn how to juggle at that age so you never got to join the pickle family no you're right that is an an abs- that's family. absolutely horrific thank you for yeah that, exactly that that, it, it scarred me and then I learned how to juggle. Huh. So there you go. Right. That is absolutely horrifying. There you go. There's your terrible story. You know how to juggle. Jesus. Well, go, go ahead. You wanted to read the first comment. Well, yeah. If you don't mind. Oh, I feel I feel something coming over. It's David Control Michael. Snacks and Jackson says, Snacks and Jackson hungers. Why won't you feed Snacks and Jackson? Why? The answer is because Sinistar already ate all the snacks. Oh, get away from me, demon! Ah! I got rid of it, Michael. <laughs> what the hell did we awaken last episode with uh, Snacks and Jackson? Snacks and I don't know Jackson. what it was, but it was really sweaty. <laughs> 
I'm going to add amazing <laughs> audio effects to that, and it's going to sound fucking rad, and you're going to be all jealous. And you're going to be like, damn, Matt fucking made that segment right. work. <laughs> we'll see how it is, Michael. All right, all right. Put my stamp on this motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, the official Laser Time Facebook community, Hunter Grant, says, I was at the fair when it happened. I was in the spirit of the Lord's Day. Uh, but did not witness firsthand the guy running the Skymaster ride was showing off for girls in the line by walking under it and avoiding just as it passed by. Well, he tempted fate one too many times. As I understand, the guy lived, but was very seriously hurt. Also, a young girl who was an acquaintance of my friends and was sitting in the front of the ride at the time. So we need a little bit of... Let me paint the mental picture for you Mm -hmm. folks. So this ride he's describing... Did you ever have the, the... some some places it was the Viking ship mm-hmm, swing. Mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. It's one of those, but this one. Imagine there's two of those like two hammers oh, on an axis, yeah. and they rotate in complete 360 degrees. So this dumbass was trying was hey watch me dodge this fucking thing going hundreds of miles per hour, <laughs> full of people, thousands of pan- pounds swinging, and he got it wrong. Hmm. And this dude is saying that motherfucker got hit by one of those things. Which I'm, I'm more- shit, in my town, they called it the tomahawk. Why was he uh, even allowed? Like, why, somebody should not have been able to go where that thing. He's went a down. carny. They go wherever they want, Michael. You're you can't right. stop. Okay, these well, people. yeah, if he's working there. Okay, Do you? Fine. When's the last time you were at a carnival, Michael? You know what's separating you from walking into then? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like one eyesight and into a baby gate. A man with three teeth who's willing to inject you with meth. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's. Uh, Man, that's messed up. And then he says, "Yeah, his friend was in the front, so she was there watching you have her the video? cart swing toward it." Well, there, he, he sent a video of the ride, but yeah, yeah. I mean, if you want to see that video, watch Faces of Death Nine or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. It's probably on there. <laughs> well, he said he made it. That's why I feel like I really need to see it. Yeah, <laughs> I still in my head, it still is like something out of the Gallagher show, though. So, yeah, and I'm yeah. sure his quality of life was really amazing after making. Oh, sure, that sure. Accident, too. Some things you don't want to live through. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Rob McDowell says Growing up in central Florida My parents thought having my fifth birthday At a theme park would be a great idea Normally they'd be right But the theme park they chose was Circus World Yes, it was a real thing uh, there are no pictures of me smiling that day. <laughs> Chris, is, is this a thing you're familiar with? Have you heard of Circus World in Central Florida? No, no, but it was it was supposedly owned by uh, Ringling Brothers back in the day. Oh, okay. And yeah, yeah, I'd never been there and I've never seen it, but uh, it's definitely it's definitely gone. I'm just picturing. Uh, has anyone ever stayed at Circus Circus in Vegas? Oh yeah, I've oh, been yeah. in it. Uh, just a nightmare casino. <laughs> like, like I, I had, a, I went there and I had a friend with me who had cholerophobia, and like we had to cover her eyes and and lead her uh-huh. through the front door because like she couldn't make it on her own. Well, yeah, in. just yeah. don't go there. Well, it's like it's, uh, the facade <laughs> is a giant clown face. <laughs> yeah, anywhere else. <laughs> That's wild, man. Mm-hmm. This closed in 1986. No, I have not been to it. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you have and you just don't remember. We have a couple video responses. First is from Matt Brunel, who says... What up, VGA? It's Matt coming at you. Middle of Oklahoma. I'm on my way to Avila Beach. I'm moving to California. So if you guys want a drink, hit me up. Congrats. Um, Question of the week. Bad experience at a carnival, state fair, county fair. Uh, I have had a bad one. 
pretty bad one. A uh, little backstory. My sperm donor used to watch a bunch of horror movies around me when I was a kid. So I saw killer clowns from outer space way before that should have been appropriate. And you know when you're young, it doesn't matter how shitty the movie is, it's, it's gonna get you. So I had this unreasonable fear of clowns. My mother takes me to the county fair. And she is this very good talent of losing me in very big public crowded spaces. So inevitably I get lost. The only people who come up to me are this group of clowns. And I'm not talking like just face people. I'm talking like decked out to the nines, went to clown college clowns. And they come up to me and circle me like sharks and just start, oh, what's the matter with you, little boy? Are you lost? <laughs> and I start bawling, just crying my eyes out. And they're trying to put on the clown act more, thinking that I'm crying because I'm lost. No, I'm crying because I'm surrounded by six fucking clowns. So it gets to the point where he one of them goes like crying hand on my back, like, come with us, we'll help you. And like when you go six clowns, like, come with us. One of us, one of us, right? one of so us. I, darted out of there, darted out of the state fair, and went straight to our car and waited there for two hours before my mother finally decided to check the car, in which I got yelled at for being terrified and alone. Aww. Yeah, growing up is awesome. You have a good one, guys. Love you, Mike. Love you, Chris. Other Matt. Keep it real. Keep See you guys later. Matt represent. Thanks, man. And the, the real he has ending... a cool, really cool uh, Wind Waker tattoo. Oh, nice. Also, the real ending of that story is his mom opened the car door and forty clowns proceeded to pile out. <laughs> yeah. They were having sex. We were watching Gursla, and he's one of us now. <laughs> he's an official clown. I just ain't like Goofy Gorsh. Uh, finally, we have Cody Laveau who says, "Hey guys, Cage Crippler, Cody Laveau. Say hi, Tom. Hi." Tom loves Ooh, attention, and he's checking out the phone. Okay, he's trying to eat the phone, so I'm gonna hold it a little bit more close to me. He does also get, also does love getting loved on. Oh, look at this big puppy! Aww. Oh, he loves love, love, love. Okay, so the worst circus experience I've ever had. This was circa 1994. I wanted to see an elephant up close for the very first time. And at the zoo, they were very far away. At the circus, apparently there were no laws at all because the elephant was about as close as Tom is to me right now. Tom is very and, close. Um, I think that's part of the reason why circuses aren't around anymore, because uh, I think they were pretty lawless. In fact, some of my uh, critters here are former uh, entertainers with the circus, and thankfully they don't have to do that anymore. They just get to chill out and eat food, and they don't have to balance balls on their nose or do other such silly nonsense. Oh yeah, he really wants to get lost. He's mad that I'm not just looking directly at him. So anyway, I got really close to this big Asian elephant. And um, it was at that moment that she decided to blow the biggest, nastiest fart I have ever heard uh, come out of anything in my entire life. <laughs> I mean, it probably lasted like a good minute and a half. It was like rolling thunder. <laughs> like like a boat trying to start. <laughs> and I can still feel that fart. It's in my sinuses right now. It's like back here. It was that gross. And I'll never forget that ever. That was the first and only circus that I've ever been to. Don't much care for them. Um, but yeah, like like I said, I'm, I'm glad most of them are gone. Uh, it means that I get to take care of these guys uh, in their retirement. Anyway, we'll see you next, guys. Say later, Tom. Say bye, Tom. Later, Chris. 
Michael and Matt and anybody else who might be there with you. We'll see you next week. Later. Tom says nothing, but he's very cute. I <laughs> want to live in a world where Tom is a joke name. It's play on South Park's Tom's Rhinoplasty. Mm-hmm. Tom the Rhino. Nice. All right, so new question of the week. What is the scariest game you've ever played? Pretty simple question. I'm sure a lot of you have answers. Doesn't necessarily have to be horror. If a, a normal game, may, maybe you were really scared by Jumping Flash. It, it triggered your uh, fear of heights. Who knows? Um, but, uh, yeah, Matt, you seem to have an idea. I have two answers. Okay. Uh, number one, you will laugh at me because as laser fan, laser time fans know, I am an absolute baby when it comes to all things horror. Like I just get very scared. Um, the seventh guest, the big reveal (laughs) at the end where he's changing children into dolls Mm -hmm. was disturbing to me as a, probably a teenager playing that game. And it's just like, it was disturbing horror where like it, I, it stuck with me and I just felt sad. It's kind of like the, the, the Island for in Pinocchio where the boys turn into donkeys. I just mm-hmm. felt mm-hmm. bad for those children. It was awful. I hated it. But the scariest moment was probably, did anyone play the kitchen demo for resident evil seven in VR? Uh, I did it. It also scared me, but probably for different reasons. Okay. okay. I got so sick playing that oh, demo. Really? It was oh, at E3. Were you playing it the, at E3 too? Uh, no, I played it alone. in. An, so I, w- I was trying to do a preview it, where we had the VR thing set up. And yeah, I was just terrified because it's like, you never really know if once you're in that VR headset, if anyone's come in the room or fucked with you yeah. or whatever. And that, that whole demo, how could you get sick? You're sitting in a chair the entire demo. I don't know. VR just makes me sick. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I, I told. I think I told you I was playing Resident Evil Seven, and my like, and then my dad called me, and it it shook me with like the realization <laughs> that like there's a whole world around me, and it 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 was the f- most frightening thing in the universe. Yeah. <laughs> so that kitchen demo, what was scary about it? There, it's it's it, this is the beginning of the game, so I'm not giving much away. But your girlfriend or, or your wife. When she tr- she changes into like monster version of your wife fairly early in that game, mm-hmm. so she is in this. You're, you're you're tied to a chair in the middle of a kitchen in that game, which you know the kitchen is fucking disgusting, right? Like it's it, it, there's maggots crawling all over everything. Sure. It's just it's just gross. You don't want to be there, so you're already like uncomfortable. She comes in and she proceeds to like. It'd be one thing if she was just talking to you face to face and getting getting in your face. It's when she walks behind you that you mm. don't know what she's gonna do. And then they just do the simplest thing: they make her hands cover your eyes, and it's fucking so yeah. unsettling. Then she fucking stabs you in the leg, and you can almost feel it. It's like one of the scariest things ever. And then your brain, your brain, like it, your, it plays this little trick on you, and you're like, ah, oh, okay, I'm fine. It doesn't hurt at all. This is, it's, I, I literally once that happened threw the VR headset off myself and nope the <laughs> fuck out. I walked out of that office like, nope, I'm done with this. I'm not playing this in VR at all. And that was just a demo. So that's me. Hmm. I, I, I didn't have, I, I was, <laughs> I was more, uh, I, I've been meaning to get back to Resident Evil 7 VR, by the way. I'm, I got pretty, pretty okay far through it, but like, uh, it was, it was Outlast. Like I couldn't oh, yeah. really yeah. handle that. Yeah, you don't have a weapon. There's there's nothing well, you can do except that's, run. Yeah, that's that. also my answer, and it's it's also because it's like it's not just the running; it's the running and the hiding. The hiding is way too tense. Like when you're hiding, yeah. you don't have in any VR. way to strike back. Yeah. Oh God, in VR, like I I I will be honest, I noped hard out of Outlast at the very first real scare when you're you're like opening a door and a body drops and like fuck this, 
I thought one of you guys would have said Alien Isolation. For the yeah, same that's the that's idea. probably. I've never. I've played that yeah. game for a, a cumulative time of twenty hours and never seen the alien. I've started really? times. <laughs> the alien's barely in it, but you hear it a lot, and yeah. that, that is terrifying. Yeah, and it's constantly. Yeah, stalking I've never heard you. it. Mm-hmm. Have you ever? There, there's like someone did like it was either a video or an article where they broke down the like the programming tricks they did to make it seem yeah like, like the alien, alien is you. always right out of yeah, frame yeah, and well, well that's well that was the PT thing from a few oh yeah oh right that the, well about, that yeah. P- PT somebody cracked that open and figured out like oh that uh, ghost lady they they make an instance of her that's like always strapped to your back right. basically she so is, you'll she occasionally is always hear her. Bugs Bunny behind you yeah exactly <laughs> yeah and there was a period uh, my buddy. Uh, MB was in town, and uh, he would play Silent... I've never played Silent Hill 2, but I've watched him really? play it twice, really high, and uh, that game scared the shit out of me. And it was always an adjacent sound, like, in another room that fucking freaked me out. Mm. If you can imagine, like, a fucking... A dude bro like, jinko jeaned Chris in, like, the fucking <laughs> early 2000s, like, No, dude! No! And I get up and pace while he keeps playing the game. No! <laughs> I'm just picturing God, I'm like the, worst. The, the puka shell necklace, mm-hmm. fucking frosted yeah, puka tips. shell necklace, Creed shirt. It was great. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it was great. It was drowning in puss. <laughs> so it's making me want to play Alien Isolation, but uh, I think one one early one that really got me hard was uh, Clock Tower mm. for PlayStation, which I still love, and is still like this bizarre. Uh, point-and-click nightmare where you're being constantly chased by this guy named Scissor Man. Scissor Man, yeah. And I think, like, the one that really got me was I'm, like, creeping around like I just evaded Scissor Man a while ago, left him, like, a couple floors away of this this abandoned school that is just he, him and me in. And so I'm, like, going around and, like, clicking on lockers. It's like, oh, this one has a thing in it. Okay, this one has a thing in it. I could use this. Open the third locker. Bam! He comes out of it. And, like, <laughs> I actually screamed. Like, this was back in college. So all my dorm mates heard me. And they're like, what happened? I'm like, oh, this is a scary, scary game. <laughs> but but that is also a game where it's like again it's like point and click interface really clumsy slow animation so it, it has that nightmare feeling of like running through molasses while something's right at your heels with a giant pair of garden shears that it keeps clanging open and shut over and over again I think what it is is I, I play games alone I very rarely am playing with someone else like horror games like like most horror like the fun is when you go see it with other people in the theater or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like watching that shit by yourself, I don't. I don't even think most of the stuff is intended for that to be the way you consume that media. Mm-hmm. But it's because it can be terrifying. Yeah, Micah. Micah? Yeah, I mean, uh, so in Eternal Darkness, uh, the game itself isn't yeah. all that scary exactly, but uh, I had like a specific instance in that game that just like ended up freaking me out a whole lot where. I was stuck for hours in that damn mansion, and I, I just hit a wall. I couldn't figure out what the game was asking me to do next. I'd gone to every room I'd go, over and over and over again. And there's one sanity effect that happens in the mansion where you, when you go to an, into a bathroom, I don't know if any of you ran into yeah, this one. No, I know you exactly go into the what bathroom you're talking about. And you're like, oh, there's actually something in the bathtub. I didn't notice this the last time I came in here. Oh, that must be what I was looking for all along. And you go up to the bathtub and you click A, and then it, it does a, a jump scare of oh. Alexandra dead in the tub with a, a bunch of blood in there. Yeah. And uh, that one just... That one got me. That got me good. Because I, I the game had fully tricked me into thinking like, oh, I finally found this thing that I was 
stuck on. Um, mm-hmm. And I had not figured that out, and that made me so mad afterwards. Because <laughs> not only did it scare me a bunch, but I still was wandering around the damn uh, mansion trying to figure out where to go. The, the only thing it. more surprising and unexpected was the release of Two Human. <laughs> well, that game, all, uh, Eternal Darkness, also had another really scary moment where it pretended to delete your save file. Yes. If you ever got Fuck that one, yeah, that was yeah, a really yeah. scary yeah. one. Um, that. That was the game really achieving what it had set out to do with yeah. the sanity effects. None of the other ones yeah. hit hit it on the head as well as that one. I think I've said on the show before, the TV volume one, it didn't match my TV's UI. And so I'm like, well, clearly that's yeah. not my TV. That, that one was just like uh, yeah. misguided because it was I, never going to match everyone's I think TV. That whole game was basically inspired by the Psycho Mantis boss fight from Metal Gear, right? Yeah. The, the oh, Hideo thing you on the like TV. horror games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, that uh, you, you weren't also scared by uh, to be continued in Eternal Darkness Sanity's Redemption, <laughs> which was a bullshit thing that games were doing at the time. It was like yeah. end the game on a cliffhanger and then people will buy the sequel. Thanks, yeah. Halo Two. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, those are the games that scared us. What is the scariest game that you've played? Let us know. Go to vidgamepocalypse.com and answer under the comments for episode 338. Or you can hit us up on the official Laser Time community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer. Or just visit us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse and let us know there. Anyway, that's been our show. Let's go out with some plugs. Uh, Micah, is there is there a place where people can uh, read or hear more of you? Yeah, sure. Follow me on Twitter at dash underscore reindeer. And, you know, recently I told someone that and they they wrote hyphen underscore reindeer. So I'll just stress it here. It is not a hyphen underscore reindeer, but dash spelled out D-A-S-H underscore reindeer. So that's why I've been bleeding all these followers. People just can't figure it out. Yeah, yeah, like dash Rendar from Star Wars. Yes. uh, Right. Shadows of the Empire. uh, Mm -hmm. But dash reindeer... With an underscore in between. And there it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. All right. Chris? You know, I had a, a stupid piece of news I wanted to say. Games that scare me. Mm-hmm. Anything for MS-DOS, which in, the Internet Archive dumped 2,500 of this oh, week. Oh, shit. Yeah, wow. that's right. 2,500 new games. Didn't I miss that? Uh, any any yeah, goodness? new games. Any big air there? quotes around that. <laughs> like 65 versions of Treasure Master. Yeah. Uh, uh, Sorry, Only 65? I, I don't know. You, you're going to want that Amiga in uh, VGA port. Like, mm. not our show. God damn it. Never mind. That's a bad joke. But uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Laser Time. Listen to that. That's about creepy dolls this week because we're in the middle of Spooptober. Ooh. Ooh. And uh, Patreon.com slash Laser Time. Matt and Sarah joined me for a talk about Iceland and, and more tales of sad dating. How about that? Mm. I can say that here. She's Those not Those are listening. always fun. Uh, and, and, and Iceland... Learn all about Iceland and their renewable energy source. Where are you going? Um, but it also... <laughs> it's a lot cooler than it sounds. They use lava. Um, we're a little late on uh, Elm Street Nightmare, but that's because uh, I had to run off to North Carolina and watch Diamond Dog Dave Rutten get married uh, to his betrothed. Marty, which I can say her name because she was on uh, last year's, one of last year's uh, Spooptober episodes about the Twilight Zone because Marty's super in the Twilight Zone, so am I. So special heartfelt congratulations from the VGA crew to Dave and Marty. Congrats, you guys. Congrats. Enjoy your new life together. I'm sure it'll be amazing. What are you doing? What, what, What was he doing while he said that? Masturbating. <laughs> was he making a jerk-off motion? 
No, no. <laughs> I cannot confirm nor deny what he was doing there. God damn it, I hate remote recording. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and if you like what you hear, please, if you're not already, subscribe to us, obviously, and then go on... Uh, it's not iTunes anymore. Apple Podcasts or wh- wherever you're listening to this thing and write us a review. Five star only or the best score they can give. That that really does help more people learn about the show. Uh, I've also been posting short video clips on our official Laser Time Facebook page of kind of what I think, you know, some of the funniest moments of the shows. What would really help us is share those with your friends. I mean, that's another way to get the word out about the show. It's free to you to do. All you got to do is hit share on Facebook for a video. Um, but yeah, stuff like that. Tell friends. That does help more people hear about the show and get them listening and then hopefully they will become subscribers at patreon.com slash laser time and then they'll go follow me on twitter at maddie c allen and follow my wrestling show at cheap podcast sure well as always you can follow us on twitter at vg apocalypse uh visit the site at vigigameapocalypse.com and follow me on twitter at wikipara sometimes i say dumb and sometimes amusing things uh anyway that's been our show thanks for listening everybody we'll see you next week Alternately, if you were to design a game around something that genuinely scared you, what would it be? I mean, I don't want to reveal my inner psyche, so maybe, don't you? maybe question one. Your deepest, like, what's your greatest fear? We need to know for... Uh, Failure! It's a game where I fail, Michael! God yeah. damn it! We can't make a Room 101 around that. Come on. <laughs>